3: I just want Justin Trudeau
0: to hold me. I'm a feminist, but tonight, despite my feelings, I have worn a gold, shiny top. <laughs> because if it's going to be the end of the world, I might as well party. <laughs>
3: I'm a feminist, but I'm starting to worry that I won't get to be US president.
4: I don't think they
0: let girls do it. I'm a feminist, but I'm going to Sydney tomorrow. So, right before this recording, across the road, I went in for a bikini wax, and I must admit, wrote some of the speech I'm about to deliver later while that was happening. It distracts you from the pain, it's good. The only way to get a bikini wax is to be distracted on work you really care about or drunk. I'm normally drunk. <laughs> I, I, I did it once. I, I, we had a Christmas drink, and in the afternoon I went in for a bikini wax just right afterwards. And I was so drunk and it couldn't feel a thing, and I just thought, there is a marker for a cocktail <laughs> and waxing Ooh. bar and this is this is my pitch for a name, hair of the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. It's not bad. it's not bad. I, uh, yeah. relevant, it's not
0: bad. I once I
3: once had laser laser treatment on my bikini line. It <laughs> really yeah. Um, yeah. So so I'm just going, yeah. <laughs> um, and they say take paracetamol beforehand. So I, I smoked a joint. <laughs> <laughs> and that
0: worked too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You smoked a joint and went and had laser hair. That's the most guilty feminist thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm a feminist. Yeah.
3: Um, uh, I'm a feminist, but I would never tire of punching Anne Coulter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only a smattering of applause because that
0: was quite violent and wasn't the <laughs> Is it because lots of people don't know who Anne Coulter is, though? Yeah. yeah. Oh, she is yeah. a, she is a yeah. right-wing pundit who said uh, if only people who had four grandparents born in America could vote, um, the whole of America would vote for Trump.
5: Um,
0: Just to
3: clarify, what she said was, um, at least four.
4: <laughs> <laughs> four yeah. She
3: was very clear.
0: But that, <laughs> that, as many people pointed out, precludes Trump whose grandmother was Scottish, but also all of Trump's 18 children from his 27 different wives <laughs> he's, ha- he's got so many children and only one of only one of his 102 wives was born in America so none of his children voted for him but yeah but
3: none of his children did vote for him do you see <laughs> they know They know him better than
4: anyone
0: did. did you see was that his son the little boy behind him during yeah, his yeah, yeah. didn't he look oh. sad yeah. <laughs> Oh, and he kept trying to did you see him shuffling out the shop
4: <laughs> <laughs> he was just standing
0: there like this like Oh my god, this is my father. And you just I just can't wait for the tell all book when he turns twenty-one. Oh. You can see him just going trump, <laughs> not such a trump. Not such, a trump. Not such a trump. But I he looks he kind of looks like a Trump and he he kind of knows and he's just sort of like, oh Did you did you also
3: see? Donald checking how Melania was voting that, was that like, made me like her
0: well, I, can't, I can't imagine anyone related to him doesn't know what a massive cunt he is because yeah. <laughs> they have to live with the country more than
3: we do I've got one more uh, I am a feminist but I got trapped in my house today and I had to be saved by a man <laughs> <laughs> he was 12 <laughs>
0: Live from the hospital club in London, the Shop presents an emergency episode of The Guilty Feminist in response
6: to the American election. What the fuck happened? With Deborah Francis and her guest co host, Carrie Quinn, and our very special guests.
0: So,
4: welcome to The Guilty Feminist Ooh.
0: emergency episode. Ooh. And loads of people away so thank you for all coming and just like being here and being present in this space and we are on periscope uh, so that this can be a wider happening because it's the 21st century. Um, and <laughs> Not that you know. Yeah. <laughs> so what can you see of me? Is, that, is it can you see my face? Yes, of Okay, all right. It just looks like the camera's, like, just pointed at my ass. <laughs> and I feel like... Do you know what I mean? Like, that's... It's your yeah. Trump's world now, that's what happens. that's <laughs> what's do you think now? Yeah. When women speak, their ass will be <laughs> You are being... You are being
3: periscopically grabbed by the pussy. Yay!
0: That's <laughs> yeah. not the last time you'll hear that expression. The C's. <laughs> or you,
4: periscope.
0: Um, so... So we, this will be all edited. Tom's going to do, he's said a rush job to edit it, to get it out to everybody tomorrow. Um, we did that for our Brexit episode. Well, actually, the episode was on anger. We just couldn't stop talking about Brexit. It's not meant to be about Brexit. It just got Brexited away uh, for good reason. Um, and that episode has become kind of very popular and uh, people are, are listen to it a lot. And a lot of people on Twitter said, what are you going to say about the election and do you have any thoughts? And uh, at that point, we were just like crying. I just thought, a-, a podcast of me sobbing for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> really, just not what anyone needed. Uh, but then last night, it just felt like we just needed to galvanise and just, you know, come together. So that's what we've decided to do. Carrie, and, uh, Carrie, Carrie Quinlan I and I... wish. I just got a text from Carrie Lloyd, and I'm very name dyslexic. Um, and so, she's got dark curly hair. No, yeah, I mean, literally just got a, a, a text from her right this second. Um, and I mix up names all the time, um, and I'm sorry if I just use ableist language by saying names dyslexic. Um, don't tweet, I already know. Um, so <laughs> there'll already be a tweet, I gave the Um Sorry, hashtag sorry, hashtag sorry. Um, so when we call the guilty feminist, we, we are progressing towards the innocent feminist, or the, impa- what's the opposite of guilty feminist? I don't know, I feel like we, I would no say... What? Sorry, a woman. A woman.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Easy, conscience. <laughs> Easy conscience, free, free conscience.
0: conscience. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, the, 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 the feminist of free conscience, which is a less catchy title. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, actually, I did that podcast for years. No one listened to it once. Uh, so we've called this episode "The Patriarchy Strikes Back" because uh, that's what no, no. we think has happened, uh, and we're very much seeing Donald Trump as a Darth Vader-like figure. Um, <laughs> In an unexpected way, there has been a strike back and uh, we can either lie down and take it or uh, we can stand up and rage against the machine. So that's what we've decided to do tonight. Uh, please welcome to the stage the wonderful, the very funny, uh, the we're happy she's here, Carrie <laughs>
3: Um, I arrived here this evening and um, you all, as you arrived this evening, as you walked in, there was music playing and I kid you not, as I walked through the door, the music was going, it's that little souvenir of a terrible year. i thought <laughs> well, even even the music of the gig is taking the piss now. <laughs> it's not okay. It's not okay. But um, what have we learned? We've learned something very important, which is the American dream is alive and well in the last couple of days, because we've learned that anyone can become president, regardless of ability,
4: integrity,
3: intelligence, decency, criminality, and general all-round cuntiness. <laughs> so we've learned that terribly, terribly important lesson. But the thing I was um. Most, I was going to say most excited about. Like I was excited about the whole thing,
4: because
3: yay, misogynist, racist, homophobe, exciting. <laughs> but, I th- but, but actually, I think that's why some people voted for him. I'm sure, in the in the same way that some people voted for Brexit, because ooh, let's see what happens. <laughs> I do think there's a bit of that, and I hate those people the most
4: <laughs>
3: because they knew. Um. I, I was excited to hear the Obama and Clinton speeches after Trump got elected because obviously all my hope is in them and we're all broken hearted, it's a fucking shit storm, I think we can all agree there aren't going to be any jokes in this, I shouldn't point out <laughs> <laughs> um, and all our hope rests in them and so I was waiting for their speeches and their speeches were brilliant but they were not what I hoped for or expected, what I hoped for um unexpected from Obama was a sort of uh, don't worry guys I've chained myself to the (laughs) desk much as in the past African Americans have been chained to their (laughs) (laughs) workplaces.
4: because
3: you know progress is cool (laughs) (laughs) too
4: soon soon.
3: Uh, I've super glued the doors of the Oval Office shut and I've got to stay here and I'll just keep doing it And it's going to be fine. Everyone relax. That's what I was hoping for. And from Hillary, I was hoping for fuck you, (laughs) fuck you in the eye, fuck you, (laughs) fuck off, fuck you, no, fuck you, fuck you, seriously, fuck, just fuck (laughs) up, fuck you,
4: (laughs) fuck you.
0: I'm a bit worried that that's the that person home? who came in with chips. <laughs> <laughs>
4: not you. Not you. Not you. Not you to Did up. anyone
0: order chips? <laughs> just you started it as soon as she walked in the door. <laughs> like a lovely day in there. I'm hungry. <laughs> who got chips? <laughs> who ordered Dorie
3: chips? I <laughs> <laughs> <Okay, laughs> she's gone now. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck you. Fuck off. What I was doing. Um, but they gave absolutely wonderful speeches, um, uh, noble and brilliant speeches. Hillary included that amazing line that I can't quote verbatim about, you know, to all women, particularly little girls, don't be fooled, you still can do anything you want to do. Please, please have ambition, which I like to think was her version of, fuck you! <laughs> pop off! fuck you. <laughs> um, and, and, and they both said that, you know, we need to support President Trump and... I know, it's just it's like being sick. <laughs> <laughs> it. Um, and we need to, you know, all rally around, bring the country together and, you know, see... Um, but I realise I realised that, that, that who they are, they are the nice girls at school, when I was picked for their hockey team, <laughs> someone
4: knows. <laughs> someone knows. The
3: ones who went, no, it, no, it's fine. It's no, she's no, she is. She's dreadful.
4: <laughs> but
3: it's okay because we'll we'll rally round and we'll help her and it'll be all right. And if the worst comes to the worst, we'll. Let her run around a bit and make her feel useful, but never ever give her the ball. Not once. And I, I was sort of chastened, because I realised that I'm, I'm the mean girls in the hockey team. Like, I'm not playing with them. <laughs> They're shit. Not playing, no, I don't know, I don't care. I don't care if, if she's in the t- I don't care if I have to. I'm not. Not doing it. And I suddenly realised that that's what Trump would be. I know. (laughs) And so I have vowed, basically, over the next four years, not to be Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I know. Faulting ambition. (laughs) (laughs) Applaud that like it's the most noble thing. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's all not be Donald Trump. Right? Let's see if we can hit that peak. Um, so yeah, I, that, so I, I want to I want to learn from that. But I also learned a very important lesson today. Um, I, uh, I I've spent as many people have the last thirty six hours um, in despair, um, sitting in my flat, going. <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's not, it's not helpful, it turns out. Um, and it's, as if my subconscious realised this wasn't going to be helpful, it locked me in the entrance hallway to my flat uh, for four hours. So I, um, my uh, missus, my uh, she says it's my fault. I'm not sure. So both sets of keys to the flat into work this morning. And then when I was leaving the flat, I shut the door to the flat, looked at the main front door of the house and it was deadbolted. Yeah. Um, and so I spent the best part of four hours um, sitting in a small, very cold hallway thinking about my life and what it had what it brought me to. And I've, 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 I'm going to try and be quick because I know I'm banging on. Um, but I've learned some lessons. And I, given that it was four hours, I think I've learned some important lessons for the next four years. Um, now... Our our or year one, we're going to be in denial, okay? This isn't isn't happening. Something's going to happen now that is going to stop this thing happening. So the upstairs neighbours are going to come home for lunch for the first time in their lives, or uh, someone's going to actually get jailed for racketeering and um, sexual assault. That's what we're going to be like for the first year, and then it's all going to be okay. Right. Now, second year is, is the really grim one. Second year is the gr- is the bleak bleak year because that's when you realise it's really happening. <laughs> okay, that's the second year, second hour. You think, right? I, I, no one's coming home. No one's locking him up. Uh, we're we're stuck with this. Um, it's horrible and it feels hopeless. Um, and the racist, sexist, homophobic signing things into law now. Um, but but it's okay. Because then you just have to stick through that and then there's year three or hour three and then you start to think about what you can do. You, you start thinking about what skills do I have or what skills can I learn in order to make this. Can I learn to pick a lock? <laughs> <laughs> can I learn to use a sniper rifle? <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through your head. Um, the is no, but... But you then start being a bit more sensible and thinking, actually, what can I do? What can I do to help? How can I? What is here at food banks? All that kind of stuff. Just spread love. Is the conclusion. Then, then, you've got year or hour four, and hope suddenly returns because the cavalry have arrived. It might be your neighbour's twelve-year-old son, <laughs> or it might be Michelle Obama. <laughs> hour four it's going to be okay and the key thing and this is what I'm going to finish on and it isn't a joke but I don't care is to make year three year one to work out what we can do now how we can actually be useful and bring love and change the world in a positive way because people who voted aren't people who think like us and we need to work that out um, and we need to do that in year one or hour one not year three and I got out of my flat, and everything's going to be okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen,
4: Deborah
0: Francis is white. <laughs> so, a moment of Brexit happened, my challenge. We always do challenges for the Guilds Feminist. And uh, tonight, uh, Carrie did a uh, sign up and I'm doing a challenge because we want to get all the guests we're not both doing both. Um, and I decided that my challenge, because I, I fea- feared exactly what Carrie was just talking about, that I'm, I was going to spend so long in denial and in discouragement, that my challenge was to find meaning immediately, um, and action immediately. Um, so I have written something in the spirit of this to process my feelings and find meaning. Um, do you, yeah, let's deliver it before I get going.
3: Okay, so this is I, not... could, I can make her go away. No, no. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, um, all
0: right. So this is not. This is not stand up. Um, this is this is how I feel. Um, bear in mind, I did write some of it across the road in salmon. <laughs> um, I am devastated by the result of the U.S. election and what it will mean for women, people of colour, and people who are lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender, and people who are disabled. I am frightened, not just what it will mean for America, but what it will mean for the mood of the world and the direction and speed our globe is hurtling towards selfishness, greed, fear, and self-destruction. Last night, I could not stop crying because I felt there was no point in trying anymore. But today I realised that one of the factors of Hillary Clinton's defeat was that women are simply not included enough in any level of society. People could imagine a white man in a grey suit in the Oval Office because that is what a person of power and influence looks like. We, all of us, are not used to seeing women in influential roles. Women are still an aberration on an average television or even conference panel. We are told nightly, shown nightly that one woman on a comedy or political panel sufficiently includes our gender. We do not see our reflection very often. We do not imagine ourselves being seen or heard. We see that a woman in the public eye is an exception and therefore we quietly infer that only exceptional women should be given a voice We fear we are unexceptional. So we exclude ourselves before we can be excluded. Donald Trump is rich, white and male, and as such was born included. He has only ever known inclusion in every room he's ever been in. He's the judge at the beauty panel. He's the one who says who's fired. He decides who is included and who is excluded. And that was the platform on which he ran that clearly comforted too many people. He has become so entitled to inclusion, he has man-spread his way into the White House without preparation or humility. Women, we need to get better at including ourselves. We need to get comfortable with being seen and being heard so comfortable we start to enjoy it women if you are in a meeting for one hour with six people you need to speak for 10 minutes over that period i do not care what you are saying (laughs) practice being heard interrupter (laughs) women speaking when men are present needs to be normal they need to think it's normal and so do we women if you are asked to do a presentation or appear on a panel or speak on a conference say yes if you are not asked and you even suspect you have the expertise include yourself Tell them why you need to appear. Do this even if it scares you. Be visible. Assume inclusion. Expect inclusion. Like money, inclusion is rarely given until it is applied for. If you've been routinely excluded, this may cause you some anxiety. Do it anyway. Do it for women who can't. Do it until it is normal for them and normal for you. Until we include ourselves, we can't include others. You can't get someone into a party you're not invited to. And women, we need to include others. White, straight, cisgendered women, I'm talking to us. We drive white, straight, cisgendered bodies. We are included more frequently than other sorts of women. We can deny it and focus on our own exclusion, but then we are on Team Trump White people are especially included. We don't notice our extra right to inclusion, because it's all we've known. Many white women in America voted for their white tribe over their female tribe this election. They chose exclusion for others, even over inclusion for themselves. They chose to exclude people of colour even if it meant voting for a president who saw them as a number on a scale of one to supermodel, even though he saw them as a pussy to be grabbed and a pair of lips to be kissed against their will. They made the choice to dehumanise others out of fear, snobbery, and misplaced self-interest, rather than fully include themselves in a society led by a president who would respect, say, their right to autonomy over their own reproductive system. White women who find that a disgrace, it is not enough for us to tut. We must include women of colour. We must find room wherever we have influence to listen to their voices and provide platforms for their fears and complaints, even when sometimes those fears and complaints include us. We must make women of colour on the agenda normal. It is not enough to to embrace Michelle Obama. She's an exceptional woman with an exceptional platform. We must provide voice, and visibility for the women around us to find their exceptional voices until that act itself becomes ordinary. We must over-include and repeatedly include women of color, queer women and disabled women until they feel included, until they self-include. Telling those women, women that there is a seat at your table is not always enough. We need to make them feel like they belong and prove that we mean it. Men. You have a big opportunity to exclude us now. The world just got more toxically masculine. I would ask you if that feels like the right thing to do, or just easy and normal and safe to create your panels, boardrooms and lineups without us. You can play along with Trump's agenda and leave us outside the rooms where decisions are made, or you can put one huge middle finger up to Donald Trump and include us in whatever you're doing. And we promise to show up and be seen and be heard until it feels normal. The Women's Equality Party, Hannah Pika. A wonderful woman I met recently who's an architect, a woman in STEM, uh, an activist, uh, a North American, Grayson Lane. Sarah Barron, and a wonderful, uh, wonderful friend of mine, voice and comedian, Avery Edison. Women! So, so let's talk about this. Um, you're the Chief of Staff for the Women's Equality Party, Hannah. Um yeah. Tell us about that and how what the mood was in the office and what you feel's gone wrong. Was it good? Or was
3: it bad? <laughs> it was
6: great. What we've worked out is we've got a winning business model at the Women's Party. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was it was devastating, it was truly devastating. Um, it was shocking uh, in many ways, and in some of the ways that we had predicted it would be, and in some of the ways we hadn't expected it to be. Um, But I will. I'm not going to go like straight to the hope already. But I will say that I found myself in the same situation, locked between those two doors, not that long ago. Uh, Yeah. Okay. But we had there was a bamboo in the in the (laughs) door, and I took part of the window apart and got a hair clip, and I managed to get my bag, dragged it from underneath to the door, got the keys out like James Bond, (laughs) and then realised that obviously the keys wouldn't fit through that gap that the bamboo did. Um, but well, that's, that's still right, so Hero business oh, That's amazing That's very
0: much What the Hillary story is
4: it's right. so, so
0: close Trapped by an exit Is so And
6: trapped by an entrance yes. Is such a metaphor And so obviously exactly. that's the answer And it just, yeah. went, Oh. But and so, and so I it was the like third hour as well, same thing. And I felt better in this result than I did with Brexit. Um, because, because we created a women's equality party, and I felt like, oh, well, I've got something to turn up to today, uh, and to do this work and to begin starting to pull this whole thing apart. And so, I felt reassured and comforted by that. But uh, I mean, the story of the night you know, there's various uh, exit polls, so um, the stats aren't exact. Um, But, you know, (laughs) around... Between, you know, 55 and 65% of white women voted uh, for uh, a man who has displayed, you know, unabashed uh, misogyny, who had, at the time that they were voting, you know, a child rape claim um, against him and a court date for that, uh, double-digit sexual assault allegations. Uh, And what do you do with that? I mean, I think, for me, that means that um, those women simply chose to defend the very small privilege that they did have, their racial privilege, as you, you spoke about, um, over fighting for what they didn't have, uh, their equality as, as a woman. And I think that, that that rationale can only take place in the context of this kind of weird post-Brexit, you know, weird politics that's going on. The politics of attrition, politics that says, you know, equality is a zero-sum game. Uh, if I give a bit of equality to this group, uh, then I can't give it to that group. And when we did the London mayoral elections at the party, uh, the the route master accidentally became like the image of our bus, way before Sadiq like co-opted it. Um, and, <laughs> and for a different reason, uh, because that space, you know, that like weird space, and no one's really sure why it's got a hole in the middle of it, and, and awkwardly buggies try and get round it, and then feel really guilty if a wheelchair user gets on. And, it's, and that became like the image of our campaign because it was like, why have we decided that that much space will be given to various groups of people who need to use it? And it just says to everyone, well, if, you know, if one person needs to use that space, someone else can't. and I think that's where we're at. I think that's absolutely where we're at. And people felt, you know, that if, 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 if it's given to that group, if we actually help and support that group to progress, then I'll lose out. And, and that was such a, you know, that's years of neoliberalism, blah, blah, blah. But uh, so disappointing. Um, absolutely devastating. Grayson,
0: uh, just talk. Um, don't, I don't want to ask you anything. Say what you want to say.
7: First of all, I want to apologize for my continence. <laughs> <laughs> you're Canadian. You're, you're Justin I am, Trudeau speaks for everyone. I, I, I am Canadian, but <gasps> I have family that, <gasps> that live in the United States. I unfortunately at 11 p.m. our time knew it wasn't going to be closed because my aunt lives in Florida and told me that it was going to Trump. So my despair started at 11 p.m. And I'm, if I cry, it's because I'm raging mad. I lived in Texas for four years, it was the worst four years of my life. I've never, at the age of 35, had ever been called the n-word. In my first week there, I was called it 26 times and spat on I feel that I was a second-class citizen then, but as of yesterday, I became a third-class citizen. I have lost friends, Canadian friends, who believe racism does not exist. I have upset my friends that live here in the UK because I told them to stop telling me to have faith. I'm 38 years old and I'm not proud to be black because somebody has just told me that I do not exist. And the sad part is is that this is not an American thing. You have people in France, you have people in Austria, you have Germans, you have Philippines that all believe that minorities do not exist. And this is something that has been going on since the slave days. You realize black people Because they were free in Great Britain, Great Britain figured out that they could use black people to take notes from the north to the south and be undetected. Why? Because Americans believed black people were invisible. My mother is 72 years old. She is British. She grew up in Manchester. She fought for feminism. She fought for me. She fought for me to be educated. She fought for me to be respected. In 24 hours, in a male-dominated industry, I could sense the disdain for where I am in life. It's not fair. And it's not okay for you to tell people that it's going to be okay. Because if you do not stand beside minorities, it will never be okay. We cannot do it by ourselves. And I'm not saying that We can't make a change. It won't be in the United States. Right now, I have friends that truly believe because there was a black president, there is no racism. There is so much racism in this world, and hate and sexism. To get emails of pictures of these huge black ladies with their butts hanging out on motorbikes, and them saying, ooh, look what Grayson did last weekend. This isn't something that's been changed by myself, or with other black people, or other minorities. Until people stand up and say, it's not okay that every terrorist looks like a Muslim on TV. It's not okay that every black person on TV is part of a gang. It's not okay to say that Mexicans are racist. It's not okay. People laugh about it, put up memes, make jokes of it. People are making jokes about Trump. You want to know why he got in? It's because of those memes. Because we glorify the bad parts (coughs) of politics. Does anyone know what he stands for? Nobody. But we all know that he likes to grab women's pussies. We all know that he's been married three times, cheated, and it's okay. We all know that he borrowed money from his dad, but he's a self-made billionaire. We all knew that he was colluding with Russia, which came out today, but denied it. He had a server that was sending things to Russia. Everyone ignored it and focused on a woman's set of emails that she'd been cleared for seven times. Where were the women that were gonna stand up for her? Nowhere to be seen. I ask you, I beg you, to stop saying I support you quietly, but be louder because telling me that you believe in minorities and you're standing there, telling me that you care for me and you're my friend is great to hear, but it doesn't change anything. (coughs) And I'm shaking because I'm not nervous. I'm so angry. In 10 minutes, I went through my seven stages of grief. Oh no, I skipped acceptance
4: because I refused (laughs) to.
7: I've been raging ever since. I've been crying and raging. Because everything my grandparents fought for, everything that people have died for, Martin Luther King, you name it, is gone. In one night, in one vote that I had no say on that is going to affect the rest of the world. And if there's one thing that you leave here with tonight, is when you see somebody getting picked on On the street, or people telling bad jokes, or people stating that black people are lazy, or things like that. Young children hear this and inherently believe it. And for me as a child, I grew up in Canada, I grew up in a white neighborhood, I grew up all happy, I grew up sheltered. I never knew it until now, and now I see these young girls who don't think that they can be architects or doctors because that's what men do. That's not the case. I am just as smart as a man. I'm just as brilliant. I can talk. I can talk nicely. I can swear and say, fuck you. <laughs> I can do pretty much anything a man can do, except for like live super heavyweights, I'm a runner, I'm not meant to have a struggle. (laughs) But I implore you, I ask you, I beg you, yes you live in the UK, but it is coming. And if you don't want that to happen to your nation, you need to stand up. I am proud to be a Canadian because we have Justin Trudeau. I am proud because there was an election in one of our territories last week, they went liberal. Canada is not the only nation that's going left. I am proud to be a citizen of this world because I don't own Canada. Canada is not mine, I just happen to be born in it. And if you don't realize how privileged you are to be born white, 10 seconds later, you could have been born male in Syria during bombing. You need to realize who you are, why you were there, where you are from. It is not yours to (laughs) own. It's yours to push forward and include everyone else in this world who does not look like you, who does not act like you, who does not necessarily believe in everything you do. You just need to accept it, and that's not a hard thing to do. And if anything, if you walk away today, and if anything, call your moms and say thank you. because they're the ones that push forward to get you to where you are today. And I call my mom every day. I never tell her she's right. I just tell her, thank you. But she knows in her head that I totally appreciate what she's done, but give your mom a call and say thanks because if it wasn't for her, you would not be sitting in this room. You'd be sitting in a kitchen, cooking, and having children. And that's what I'm willing to say right now because after this, I promise I'll give like what you can do and help.
4: All that kind of stuff.
0: Uh, no. Uh how how you feel? I mean you're actually American. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
5: thanks uh, guys. Yeah.
0: Wh- which which state are you from?
5: I'm uh, born and raised in Chicago, but lived in New York for sixteen years. Yeah, so I think of you as a New Yorker. Thank but you, I'll take that. Either uh, way, you're fine. <laughs> though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only totally humiliated rather than entirely humiliated. Right. Um <laughs> I really, I'm sorry to do this, but after that, I need a little guidance from you in terms of what you need to talk about as the comedian on the panel, because I don't know where to go. Uh, Avery's also a comedian. Um, great. You want to just D- tap it it a little <laughs> joke from the
0: um, After Grayson. Yeah, uh, I guess... Um, I'm I, interested okay. in... I mean, you don't... You you know, there's no need for right. jokes right now. I mean, make one if you can, want. Well, but I,
5: uh, can I ask a question? Of course. Based on know. something that Grayson said, is that I really... Um, I'm so into the idea of not trying to talk about what's positive at the moment or trying to be like, no, 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 but just like taking on the atrocity that's happened and let that be horrible and now is not the time and who knows when the time will be to try and approach things in a positive way. A thing that I heard said that was one of the only things that resonated for me and I would be curious about your thoughts on it, was that I heard someone um, say, and this will be the butchered and not articulate version of the sentiment, so just bear with, um, but the idea that it is not a new beginning. It is the death rattle of some racist bigotry (laughs) that is on its way the fuck out. And I was wondering what your thoughts are on that way of thinking about
7: it. I would lie if I agreed with that statement. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry. Um, Donald Trump exposed the underbelly of America. Yeah. So many people when you tell them, oh, there's still segregated schools. Mm-hmm. Oh, people, you know, will yell out their car. There's fist fights. Um, one of my friends, he's a professor in Texas. That he's openly democratic. He tells his student. he teaches history, talks about history repeating itself, war, things like that. One of his students walked in on the day after, saluted like they did to Hitler and said, Hail Trump. He kicked him out of his classroom. Another student immediately walked out and they got into a fist fight in the hallway. This happened across campuses, across America. Many universities canceled classes for the day. It's not on its way out because people won't accept that there actually is racism. People blatantly look at me and say, there's people today in in Manchester's like, we don't really have racism
5: here it's not the same well that's... Oh, yeah. yeah. Was i they not here for
7: Brexit <laughs> but I think <laughs> that's the thing disturbing. that I
5: I live here and you've lived here for a couple of years
7: no and off and
5: on off and on I've lived here permanently for four years with a plan to continue to do so for obvious reasons right? <laughs> 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 yeah well it's better. but a thing yeah. that I felt like when I moved and it which was four years ago and things feel a little bit different now is that it, you know the thing I would hear was oh I'm America is so focused on race, and we don't see that over here. I was like, Ooh. and I didn't want to argue because, well, that's because you have higher self-esteem than some of us, um, that yeah, I think that we are all racist everywhere, and that people don't, in America, I feel like in like at least four years ago, before the whole race situation, it was not a thing that British people wanted to talk about in terms of their own awareness of race and is there, I'm not gonna, I'm not even going to say anything positive, but, um, but I forgot where we were going with all of this, but I, the point being I, that you don't think it's a death rattle and that the inability to sort of say, yes, this is just racism and there's no two ways around it is furthering the problem.
7: Do you know what my favorite saying right now is? I'm no longer going to be politically correct. I'm not I'm racist, racist, but... Oh, racist. That's um, how, how many people have heard that? I'm not racist, but... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're bloody fucking racist. <laughs> just, and the thing is that I have people that are racist, I'm like, own it. Don't pretend. Own it. And I myself can tell you that when I was younger, I would see things on TV and see black people doing things, and I'd be like, oh, God. Like, no wonder people think things. And I am a culprit of doing that. As I've gotten older, I no longer do that, but if anything, I encourage them to become educated, because once you have a piece of paper, no one can take it away from you. And this is something so important to tell, and I want to say it's not minorities, young females. It is so, so, so important to tell young females, get... Doesn't matter if you want to be a mom, just get a piece of paper that says you can do something that you can fall back on. It is a backup plan. You can be anything you want if you have it. But I mean, I, I too, I have to admit that I was racist against my own kind for being uneducated. And now I'm ashamed, pretty ashamed. Because I want, I want minorities to be better and do better. Um, because that's what everyone focuses on. They focus on the negative parts of the minority. They don't see how many minorities have created, you know, serums to fix this or created technology that has made our life so much better. And we have, we have some serious problems where, and I mean, I even have, like, I have friends that do the same thing about their own races, like, you know, Ukrainians, you know, they just, they do their same thing because we want better of our own kind, right? And I've changed my attitude in the last, well, since living in Texas, to be honest. And I'm sorry to harp on Texas, but what a backward state. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've changed my attitude to looking at, well, why are they the way that they are? And what can I do to help it? And that's the attitude I, I hope and I, I'm pushing towards other people saying, how can I fix this? And I'll be honest, yesterday, I just wanted to blow up the world. Like, <laughs> I had no desire to help anyone. I had no desire to get out of bed. I I essentially just wanted to curl up and die. Actually, no, that's not, that's not true. My first thought is why can't I be white? Because if I was white, I wouldn't have to go through my struggles every day. Because every day I get up in the mirror and I look at myself in the mirror and I have to say, you're black, you're beautiful, you got this. And then I listen to the song, All I all I Do Is Win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that song? I believe every morning should start with dancing in your underwear. Yeah. Every morning that song goes off, and that's what I dance to my underwear. Because it's a song that tells me that no matter what anyone says to me, I'm going to win. I'm going to prove to people that I'm better than what they expect from me. I have a guy's name. Like seriously, you know how many men walk in and ask me to get them coffee? Because they do not realize that Grayson can be a unisex name. So and I and I feel bad because you're American and I have American family and friends who I absolutely love, even Republicans that I love. Mm-hmm. And we agree to disagree. But I can't blame America for this. Like solely for this. This is a this is a world problem.
0: How mm-hmm. uh, Avery.
7: I, was re- I read
0: today, um, I was reading a lot about sort of the LGBT response to this and uh, I read, I retweeted something, somebody was saying uh, if you want me to pay, if you're transgender and you want me to pay for your passport I will pay for it right now because if you can't afford to get a passport you need to get it now because in 2017 you will not be able to have your correct gender on the passport. Um, how? What do you think the fallout's going to be? in terms of LGBT in America
8: right now? Um, if anyone doesn't know, the reason I'm being asked that question is i some transgender. Um, and, uh, but, well, I guess my answer is, um, I just want to say, uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, Carrie, I don't want to... Um, I don't want to start a witch hunt, but unfortunately you did say, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. and um, sign that. Uh, please ask you to go outside find a car um, <laughs> mix all the I'll
3: do that. I, I, can I apologise first?
8: <laughs> I mean, it doesn't do anything. I still want you to kill <laughs> and,
0: and I totally we, will. We did not work out till show like 12 or something that yeah. Sophie we went, I think we've got to start saying please welcome to the stage. We worked out various things like Uber people. Like initially we just went, why are we just not saying please welcome to the stage? I just uh, always go
8: with audience. Hello, audience.
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's, she nailed, she nails she nails it. Yeah, absolutely. Just I be, do every yeah. time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She does actually nail it every time. I feel. I sorry, feel. I, I feel nailed. I feel.
2: I, <laughs> I,
0: not, 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 not I the best should have okay. said that, but because you're a lesbian, I assume you know everything.
5: And <laughs> oh, okay. I
0: feel like I don't want to straight explain to a lesbian
4: <laughs> anything under away. a queer umbrella. I'm <laughs> okay. uh, in the business of
3: straight. fairly
0: new. So,
4: so
3: let's straight explain. Yeah. yeah, you said this the other no day, way. you said
0: you were a late-onset lesbian.
3: late-onset. Late-onset, yeah. Late <laughs> late <offsets. laughs> like, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, you haven't just become a lesbian for the show, though. <laughs> that, would be, that would be, yeah. That, that would be
8: exploitative.
4: That would be cheating.
8: If, if anyone does want to be nailed, I have Tinder and Happen I open on my
4: phone.
8: <laughs> <laughs> she's not front, in an open relationship. Um, <laughs> it's all good, she's okay though. <laughs> she won't
0: <be> um, <laughs> Do you know her, Grayson?
7: <laughs> I know
5: everyone
8: in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <It's> so <laughs> there's so many of you. She's in the safe. <laughs> Justin Bieber and I are best friends. <laughs> I hope that that is true. Yeah. So I just want to say, uh, uh, you know, I I noticed that, ladies and gentlemen, at the start, and I just want to say, um, I imagine there's a likelihood of uh, some non-binary people being in the audience. So I, I uh, just want to say. Welcome to you two. Um... Me too, and I'm very sorry. <laughs>
3: and if anyone if anyone's got <laughs> if anyone's got a car
6: I'll use yours. It was the person bringing the chips in.
4: <laughs>
7: um,
8: Sorry. It's fine. Oh. This, is, this is guilty feminist. That's
3: fine. Unholy right. shit. <laughs>
8: uh, I haven't gotten to my point, so I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I, I want to do uh, everything to help everyone, uh, but my particular area of expertise and specialisation. Is in uh, rejecting the gender I was assigned at birth. Um, so I just want to say to any uh, trans or, or or non-binary or just uh, like queer people in general in the room, um, this uh, what what happened uh, yesterday? Eight um, uh, trans youth committed uh, suicide, and their parents. Um, Uh, shared it with a a Facebook group for transparency and two uh, two are in the hospital. Um, I I don't want to minimise what America and Western society in general, because, I mean, the reason we're upset despite being in England is because uh, Western culture is based around and led by American culture and what happens there reverberates here and, and, and likewise, obviously, Parasite was an influence over there. Um, if, if there are any, uh, yeah, LGBT plus um, people here or uh, on, on Periscope or, or wherever who are feeling like they uh, want to... Um, do the thing that I myself have attempted numerous times um, normally I'm really bad at if someone uh, tweets at me or emails me or something uh, from from now on even even if it's just to respond to uh, say I love you um, yeah just email or uh, Avery Edison at gmail or tweet at Edison because um, I don't want any more trans people to kill themselves even though oh so annoying um yeah, was that was meant to be a joke? We're not that. Yeah, yeah uh, I I sorry. I'm uh, just a couple things. Uh, Michelle Obama said it multiple times she doesn't want to be president. Um, we're already putting a lot on Grayson to be at the moment the the black representative on stage. Uh, let's not put even more on Michelle Obama. She doesn't want to do it. Um, and also, we—I don't think the way to combat <coughs> Trump and the mindset that led to him is to continue dynastic rule. Um, Justin Trudeau—he uh, says nice things, but he's droning people and selling arms. Mm-hmm. And this shouldn't be the patriarchy strike back. It should uh, hold your applause until I stand up at the end, and we'll do an ovation. <laughs> do it audience
4: <laughs> <laughs>
8: this shouldn't be the patriarchy strikes back it should be the, the kiriarchy strikes back and if you don't know that word it's um, it's basically like patriarchy but a- acknowledging uh, the intersection of various types of oppression uh, race, gender, class <coughs> um, ability um, yeah this isn't this isn't just sexism against Hillary it's It is, it is racism. Grayson, you said, uh, I think it's important to accept that we are racist. I am. I am racist. I was brought up in Western society. I'm a racist person. I have racist thoughts every day. Earlier on, I saw a Trump meme that was shared talking about uh, illegal immigrants coming to America and taking everything. And um, it was a picture of uh, a huge line of... um, of uh I believe African people. I don't know, that's an assumption I'm making. And I, I felt uh revulsion, a visceral revulsion for a second. Um because that's what I've been raised to think and I had to check that and tell myself these are human beings that are exactly equal to me. But yeah, I feel it. I feel it every day and I am racist every day. And it's Awful, and the smallest possible struggle that I feel guilty even vocalizing, because feeling racist and knowing that you're racist is, of course, nothing compared to suffering from racism. You can take your standing ovation now. Yeah, I uh, just—I don't know. The last time I was here, not here. Last time I was on the podcast, uh, I apologize, Tom, for bringing this up. Uh, I said something that was edited out, and it was about... Um, it was a hyperbolic statement about cops not being human. And the reason I say that uh, is because it encompasses a general feeling I have. Uh, utter disgust with uh, capitalism, uh, democracy, and Western society in general. Um, unfortunately, we do have to still live under capitalism for a little while. Um and as I say that, I do have nude photographs for sale, and they're how I slash sex. And 10 bucks each. Um, we, we do have to live under capitalism for a while, um, but please live anti-capitalism, and please live abolitionism. Uh, please give everything you can to people who need it. Um, Right now I would recommend the Southern Poverty Law Center and um, Trans Lifeline is a, is a good place to, to... Seek out people on Twitter talking about where to give your money to, um, if you if you have any. And I'll end it there because I was looking at her watch.
0: No, I, I actually, no, I don't have a watch.
7: Um, <laughs> can, I change, oh can, I, can I change the topic? Yeah, because she said uh, something that made me click and I just want you guys to remember. <laughs> that I was born black, I never chose it. I'm not saying I'm not happy that I'm not, because I have a very colorful life and it's awesome. We have a United Nations family, we include everyone. But when you choose a position of power, you choose that. And there's a huge difference to being born into something where you have no choice and taking a choice. I understand your your arguments about cops, but there are many people out there that choose positions of power because they want to make places safer and better for people and then you're always going to have the assholes that come in and wreck it for everyone. So if you can go on in life being like, they didn't choose to be Asian or they didn't choose to be feminine but they are and that's the way it is and realize that when you choose a job or a career or or choose to be racist or choose to be misogynist, that's a choice you physically have to make. Being born into a skin color is you, you just got it. Like that's just the way it is. And I think that's something that everybody has to keep in mind. That we make conscious choices every day to how we are going to behave in this society, how <coughs> how we're going to reach out to people. And I just I want I hope, I really hope, because you've been such an inspiration for me. I've moved so much further on in life since I've met Deborah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 uh, um, I, I love what I do. I love what I do, but I am in the process of a career change at 38 to change the minds of citizens of this world. And the reason why I took the leap was after we had our in depth conversation. And when I told my mom, my mom turned to me and said, I'm so proud of you. Um, what are you, you're changing so, from what to what? Um, I'm actually going into
0: media. Uh, before our interval, I just want uh, everyone on the panel to say one thing, uh, one sort of economical thing, either how we, how you're going to make meaning of this or what you would like other people to do. So it doesn't have to be positive, but it has to be a, an action or a or a what's what for you. You know, even if it's just something that's woken you up or what you would like to see uh, a next step real world thing be. I'm going to start with Avery. We're going to go back the other way.
8: Yeah, I will. I will try and make this quick. Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders, multiple figures in the neoliberal establishment have talked about working with Trump and working with the Republicans. Uh, Don't do that. (laughs) When you you work with fascism, you support fascism.
5: Sarah. Okay. Um, I... I feel like one of the things that makes me uncomfortable is any sort of an echo chamber. So people who all share the same opinion, talking to themselves and congratulating themselves for being so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> we're we're echo like, chamber. Ooh. I think this room is
4: actually
0: called the echo chamber. Oh, my God. <laughs> I so can hear you saying like, that like, from the back.
5: <laughs> touch yeah. our vaginas and all over each other that um, everyone on
8: stage will be watching the Periscope recording back and furiously masturbating at the image
5: of
4: the oh, star yeah,
5: star. <laughs> I'm masturbating right now because I'm on stage and that's how I do but, um, but so what I'm interested in actually is, I had hoped you move closer but fine um, is I know one person on Facebook but, who interestingly if anyone gives a shit which of course you don't but fine, the guy that I lost my virginity to he's now a born again Christian, thank you so much
4: <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, how Squeeze
5: soon off- afterwards <laughs> oh oh um a while afterward and when i when we like had a reunion separate story but he w- he had gotten married and he's like yeah um and uh fucking again <laughs> um and he was like uh i uh so i met this you know we're like catching up on like 12 years of whatever and he's like yeah and i met this woman i had a baby with another woman i married this woman and problem with the other one was, like, she wouldn't change her name. And I was like, this is really interesting. Like, the plot is thicking in with this guy. Anyway, only Facebook friend who I know who's, like, all about Trump. And last night, I he wrote some crazy friggin' thing about, like, I personally believe our country was saved today. And it was the most, but it was actually the most interesting thing in my feed of, I'm so afraid. What are we telling our children? I was like, I want to talk to this guy. And I said, I was like, um, hey, in the spirit of whatever, which I don't quite believe in, but fine. Um, what exactly do you think, like, what what are you hoping to be saved from? Like, I'd love to have a dialogue. And I want I, the women, the women who are voting for Trump. And the third, I think it was something like 39% of, no, expert over here. Um, the 42% of Hispanic Americans, like, no, no, I thought you were going to say women. It was, I thought it was 30. No, I was 30. The point is a lot of Hispanic voters, <laughs> right? And I really, not in a rhetorical way, but genuinely, I want to begin to understand what they are thinking. Because, to, you know, I so agree with what you said about, like, if you cooperate with fascism, you enable it. But I also feel yeah, like... Very small. <laughs> I know, except for the fact that you moved away from me when I said I was masturbating would hurt my feelings. But swipe so kind of so right,
8: right. swipe so right. right. I'm um, on board.
5: Yeah, I've been so artic- you know, articulate and very fast like you asked for Deborah. But the point is, is I <laughs> want to understand. That. That's what I want to try and do because <laughs> I fucking <clears throat> don't, and I need to stop. Lane,
7: start telling me to have fucking faith. <laughs> Honestly, I at 38 years old, we're going backwards. What am I yeah. supposed to have faith in? I need people to tell me it's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be okay because the reality is I am going to lose my rights and I just want to put it out there that if minorities lose their rights, and when they come for women's rights, minorities will not be able to stand up for you, and obviously men don't want to. (laughs) So if you're unwilling to stand up for me now, (laughs) good on ya. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm so scared for my women's rights right now. I was one of the last people to get them. Therefore, I want to protect them more than anything. But I, I really, really need people to stop telling me it's going to be okay. Because it's not okay.
0: That's actually a really good mantra. Stop saying it's going to be okay and start saying it's not okay. And that's mm-hmm. and therefore, if it's not
8: okay, what are we going to mm-hmm. do? Hannah. Sorry, can I just... If, if you do want to find faith, though, I do know someone who is such a good fuck that you'll find God afterwards. <laughs> I have
0: heard if you yeah, see Sarah Barron you will have a come to Jesus moment. <laughs> Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Hannah. Will you have sex with Sarah? Is this
6: the normal kind of panel you get asked to do all the time? <laughs> <laughs> One <laughs> panel after the next. Just like this. I think so. I'm I'm guessing, unless you stumble into the wrong room, that everyone in this room is considers themselves a feminist, guilty or or not. (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm guessing that within that, um, though maybe smaller than we might imagine, there is an active group of feminists. And your active might be uh, talking to someone about your feminism, or doing something about it, or going to a rally, or shouting at men, or. (laughs) but uh, I think with the results that we have seen, this is a real wake-up moment uh, for, for white feminism particularly, um, and to say the thing I think everyone should be doing is spending as much time being anti-racist as they are being feminist, mm-hmm. uh, and that be an action that you commit to doing a seminar. <laughs> So join the Women's Appointment yeah. <laughs> Party. How can we do that? Like, do you just, just go, you go to the, to the website? website.
0: <laughs> do you, do you, you need donations? Like, just a little plug for what's oh, we possible. We've
6: got our conference at the end of Manchester, 25th to 27th. At the Instead end of, of Manchester? Sorry, the end of Manchester. At <laughs> yeah, the, the end of Manchester. Manchester. At 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 the end the <throat> 28th of Manchester, <laughs> <Yeah. a> <laughs> No, at the end of November in it's, Manchester. It's actually uh, a leap Yeah. So it's 29th <laughs> Manchester. <laughs> so, um, but this is—I mean—in all seriousness, you know, the first uh, feminist political party conference that the UK has had. I'm not hearing it about. We already have feminist parties. We do not. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to be having these discussions, and we're going to be trying to turn this into a political space where we create change, and we're going to be electing a bunch of people to go and do that. So come to that and shout and cry and do all the things we've just done and have your voice heard. And we're not doing it the way that everyone else does it. We're doing like mad, weird stuff. Like not like the other political conferences, like banners and you know, auto cues. We've got like an open mic night. Anyone's allowed to stand up and speak for three minutes about anything they're angry, upset. I you? am I'm there. there. <laughs> 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 it's, it's three like minutes, Deborah. <laughs> I, I will. I will write
0: something on
4: I my eyebrows done. And I will, uh,
7: Yes. So I have a blog that's starting at the beginning of December called Graystories.com. It um, will show you what I'm doing in my life, what I've I've experienced, but it will be talking to people of minority races and telling their stories. Um, It will be educating people about government and how it works and things that are going on around the world geopolitically. it's going to be some stuff will be really heavy and I might even tell some horror dating stories in the process because there are some doozies but um, I want to plug this because um, some of the women and men that I've talked to in recent in the last 18 months since the election has blown up the stories are really interesting. And I also want to say, I am not a writer. I write how I talk. So it's not going to have large words. I feel when I'm in Britain when people talk. I'm like, wow, you sound so sophisticated. You're such
5: a lazy North American. They don't think the same thing when we (laughs) talk. <laughs> uh,
0: was it, it,
4: was it the me shouting fuck lot? Shall fuck you
0: at some poor woman was just trying to put chips down. And I'm, then, I'm not and, on board with carbs. Unless you <laughs> called her but the lady and the gentleman, <laughs> for oh. no reason, and an officer. Um, <laughs> I'm the problem. She doesn't like them either. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, we wanted to end on uh, the first half on um, somebody incredibly funny and savvy um, and someone who's got another gig so it could only pop in uh, for a little while <laughs> so uh, ladies and gentlemen ah oh, I said it So, sorry, <laughs> not dyslexia, English language. Oh, God. Breathe apart now, so I can breathe into these all. I'll lie under it. But it's there. what this
3: podcast is all about. It's weird... We're, learning. Learning. we're trying and, and we're fucking up fucking up, fucking also, up that's owning
6: that's it and trying again. Not where you
1: have
0: to say. the No. It's also you shouldn't say things like dyslexic <laughs> if you're not. It's learning and growing. Yes. yes. We should also not mock suicidal ideation and
7: behaviours. Found mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. look like this. Oh okay.
0: Oh, that's a good point
8: actually. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, you're you're absolutely right. Um, so in exchange, can we? maybe take some of these candles and, and, and burn, burn. <laughs> <laughs> No. Okay, please
0: welcome to the stage, Tiffany Stevenson. <laughs> Hi,
9: guys. Uh, I just got some jokes and I'm
4: drunk. So, yeah, I literally, I've I had
9: like three glasses of Prosecco, but the baby's loving it. Relax, I'm not keeping it. (laughs) And that's how open shows an (laughs) island. I'll keep doing it till they make it legal. (laughs) Irish women coming over and taking our abortions. Uh, <laughs> I, I do that bit purely because as of next year I feel like I might have to do it in the United States, uh, which is terrifying truth when uh, I can't say President, I can't, I feel like the Fons when he tries to apologise, he can't say the word sorry. I've had it really hard to say the word President Trump, but that is the man that thinks Roe versus Wade was a fucking tennis match, and that's where we are, you know. Trump, who believes women should be punished for having an abortion, I think his mum should be punished for not having one. Fuck! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um,
9: where do I begin? I'm on my period, and yesterday it was apocalyptic. I felt like I was bleeding for the world. <laughs> want to go back to bed the world hates women um and it's more it is bigger than that as we as we've sort of discussed um i find it incredible that you know trump built a campaign on being anti-immigration when his mother was a scottish immigrant and two of his three wives have been immigrants so i assume he's anti-immigration up to the point that he has been inside someone (laughs) (laughs) that's a good joke i'm judging you Doesn't matter whether it's little Donald, which I imagine is what he calls his penis, or bad uh, (laughs) ombre, Or an entire fetus, but that's where he draws the line of immigration. And I don't want to judge the women who marry Donald, I don't, because you don't know what they're running from. (laughs) Seriously, what horrors are they trying to escape? (laughs) If they can look at him and think, that's a better option for me, that's a better life. I can write no. that Blumonti carcass. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's simple. I just go up, down, up, down, up, down for like ten minutes, and then it's sick years. It's like a roller coaster.
4: <laughs>
9: His parent <laughs> wife melanoma.
4: <laughs>
9: That's a joke, guys. Obviously, That's a joke. He keeps her locked in a basement. She never sees sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely believe she has Stockholm syndrome. Because whenever you see her come up, it's almost like she's not human, but I think she's trying to blink with her eyes and his throat. She's trying to signal, like when she came out of the Republican National Convention and went...
4: <laughs> we'll take what Michelle Obama said! Yeah. I love Donald,
9: he's such a generous man, sometimes loose hatch open in a basement, I'll fresh air in! There's too much white. All I'm saying is, I think she's getting their clan wardrobe together already. <laughs> Guys, they're jokes. <laughs> they're jokes. I know we say we can't joke about it anymore, but fuck him, right? And I will make it about his looks. I'm not scared to when they say it's cheap to take a pot shot at someone's looks. That's all Donald Trump has ever done about women. Like when he said he thought Heidi Klum was less than a ten, as if she gives a fuck what Donald Trump thinks. As if he's been at anything more than a minus ten with a wheat a bit staple to his head. <laughs> It's unbelievable that a woman that qualified for a job, the most qualified woman in the world, can lose out to a man that has never held office, that is on the fucking Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, It makes me... I I don't know when the anger's going to subside. I think you're right. I think we should keep the anger. I think we should hold on to it. And people would comment on Hillary's voice, and I was like, what is that? That's the voice of a woman with authority. That is what you do not like. Mm
4: -hmm.
9: And the debate. and, And women doing this to other women, like... Grazia magazine, who ran a headline two months ago, going, does Hillary need to up her fashion game? Aww. That was a genuine piece in that magazine. That's a magazine I buy I quite enjoy, I don't mind fashion. I don't think it's the most important thing in the world. What well, I was so disappointed it was like too fat, I mean, maybe she needs to up her email password game, a bit, but her fashion game, if we're going to insist on doing this with female politicians, then I just ask that we do the same with guys, for fairness, right? If we're going to insist on making the story about women in politics, about their shoes, about whether they're married, whether they're going to have kids, I want to see pictures of David Cameron's post-referendum body. (laughs) I want to see a sad headline underneath that says, is David ready for more
4: kids?
9: (laughs) Because we're obsessed to the point that Nicola Sturgeon has to come out and say, I've had a miscarriage. That's how obsessed we are with what is going on inside wounds, you know? And, as a woman, I was disappointed that both the women who were up for the Prime <coughs> Ministerial position were what I would deem to be absolute wound botherers yes. right. You had Andre Ledsam, who said, you cannot have real, uh, any stake in the future of the UK unless you have kids. Because as we all know, empathy only comes with vaginal tearing. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and
9: on the other hand, Theresa May, who's consistently campaigned to lower abortion limits for women, And when Teresa got the job, the media were like, oh my God, why do we know anything about Teresa? Why does she have such a low public profile? And I was like, well, she's a woman and over 50, therefore of fuck-all interest to you guys. That's when your superpowers kick in as a woman, you become invisible. I cannot wait for that point in my life. There are women in here tonight, you don't even know they're in the room. (laughs) Just walk straight in in there. This room is actually twice as full as you think it is. (laughs) for that point in my life. I'm going to rob banks, I'll perv on people in the shower, i might waiting the country.
1: Knows.
9: I like that piece of material, right, because it's quite complex because, you know, on the one hand I'm disagreeing with Theresa's policies and on the other I'm defending her as a woman and uh, the reason for that is I don't have to agree with everything every woman's ever said. That's not what feminism is. Everyone knows what feminism is. It's hating men. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, On a serious note, I think the left is so fucking divided at the moment, we need to shore up. We need to get our shit together. We really, really do. Um, And this is a sign. I read an article recently that said uh, Donald Trump is a harbinger. So I would agree with you there, Grayson. I would say this is is, is a sign of things to come. And we really need to galvanise and come together and stand up for each other and speak for each other and say, fuck, (laughs) this is a terrifying time, let's protect each other, you know, Uh, because the world isn't just about the white, straight male, you know, and that's the truth. Um, I will try and finish on a joke. Um, I don't understand why the debate is in politics consistently, but it was throughout the election, uh, (laughs) whether or not Donald Trump was gonna press the nuclear button. And I really hope it's more than a button because a button is something you can accidentally nudge with your coffee and I hope at the very least it's a series of launch codes Uh, someone phones someone else on a submarine you know and then three people turn the key and that's how it all works you know it shouldn't just be something that's in plain view it has to be hidden Uh, and if the nuclear button is hidden they should they should put it in a place that a man will never look
4: Uh,
9: (laughs) box set of Sex and the City DVDs you thought I was going to say vagina Uh, but it's just it's a tough time to be a woman you know Uh, is it you know are you wearing (laughs) too many clothes are you wearing not enough clothes like the whole burkini debate which the burkini as I like to call it factor 50 Um, (laughs) when this happened on the beaches in France you know France said it was about Islam but I also know the French it's a little bit about fashion you can hear it in the tone I think that outfit is uh, oppressively unattractive on you (laughs) we are at the beach get a little bit of tit out please also black this is very last season Uh, and the upsetting thing about any of these sort of debates is the inevitability and this is what upsets me about the women's voices that are being heard in the right place right? because the inevitability uh, of a story like this is that it gets discussed on loose women (laughs) yeah exactly which is a hard because whenever you go there are enough women on panel shows they go well, you've got loose women i'm like that's not a panel show no. that's a piece of daytime magazine television where i have to hear gloria Honiford say if i was to play devil's advocate i would say what are they hiding under those bikinis <laughs> what weapons could they be concealing i mean no. unless she's seen them yeah no just no, no. Come on that, just no yeah they're skin tight you know also ursula andris was in a bikini she still had a knife <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you Gloria, but women can hide anything upon their person at any time, that's kind of the way our bodies are designed. <laughs> we have our own internal pocket, if you know what I mean. do <laughs> so, you yeah. think I keep my credit card when I go swimming?
4: <laughs>
9: and my car keys, and my mobile phone. <laughs> And a set of Russian dolls for irony. <laughs> so just seeing how far I can stretch that. Um, uh, I think that'll probably do. That's probably enough, isn't it? I mean, I did I did stuff about the election. Uh, it's really inspiring hearing everyone speak, and uh, like I say, you know, let's push things forward to quote the streets. <laughs>
0: our first half guests are uh, my co-hosts of the night, Carrie Quinlan. <laughs> <laughs> and Kim Doolinic <Benedict>, Winterfellers Party. <laughs> Hello there, it's Tom Selensky here, the editor of the podcast. If you're listening to this message, then the version of the podcast which you've just listened to had a short section edited out after the podcast was first released to remove some material which on reflection we felt didn't really live up to the ideals and aspirations which the Guilty Feminist podcast usually sets for itself. We wanted to include this short message at the end just to make sure nobody thought If they did realize there were two different versions floating around, nobody would think
4: that we were trying to, in any way, rewrite history. Thanks for listening.